0: Hey world, it's nice to meet you. I'm Cassidy Jackson, and you are listening to Cassie's Crafting Conundrum. More Gen Z authors seem to be coming out of the woodwork in the past few years, myself included. And I want us to be able to have a safe space to express ourselves, since the online world is a scary place. And we might feel extremely alone. In each episode, I am highlighting an amazing Gen Z author who has agreed to share part of their story online. Sit back, relax, and please, remember, you are never alone as an author of any age. Hello, everybody. This is, I don't even know what episode this is, but we're just going to say this is an introduction and move forward from there. So, this guest and I, we have been following each other on social media for quite a long time, but we didn't really connect, I think, until maybe a few weeks ago or maybe even a few months ago. We've gotten, I want to say, fairly close enough that I can be like, I want, these books on my shelves even though we've never talked about the books this is kind of going to be our first in-depth conversation so you want to introduce yourself
1: so well, hi i'm maria Ian dania and i am a writer of dark fantasy well a little bit of fantasy everything and i'm a sucker for unreliable morally gray narrators that's my thing that's what i do
0: The uh Mm -hmm. as soon as Maria told me gray unreliable narrators, I was like, Yes, Mm -hmm. I definitely am also a sucker for them, but I can't write them because I don't know, it's just for me, I just write such fluffy characters.
1: Oh, I wish, I wish I could write fluffy. Oh my god, that's my dream. Like just just open up a dog and be like, this is gonna be the Cutest little thing, and then just horror pours out of me. I can't. I wish. I
0: see, but then I wish I could write a morally gray, unreliable character, because I feel like that has so much untapped potential inside of me that I just want. Oh, you should. I want to get there, but I, I I can't. I don't know why. I just can't.
1: You know what? You gotta just wake up one day and go, I need to write the worst possible human being alive and just go for it. That's how I created Moriana. That's that's her.
0: Do you wanna describe a little bit about this work in progress that you're working on? Kind of give a little bit of background.
1: Of course. Well, she's been in my head for years. I'm not even joking. It's a little strange because I'm a I'm an historian, okay? I uh, I've been dealing with people being horrible for years now and I just one time stumbled onto a, diction- a dictionary of uh, Slavic mythology and I found the goddess Morzan. Mar- I think I think that's how we say it and she's the goddess of winter and death and I was like oh that's so cool and then, then the visuals were so cool and I went wait 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 this is a really like untapped potential here. And then she just grew and grew. And then I felt like, like I don't know, really weird coincidence happened with me and her. Like one time I was thinking about her and I blatantly stopped working on her for like a year. And I just started thinking about her. And then I Googled and it was her solstice day. And I was like, What? What is going on? So I think there's a goddess out there somewhere helping me write Moriana. And well, Moriana is just a baddie. She's a baddie. She's beautiful. She's a little bit revengeful. And she does love a good murder plot. She does love a good revenge plot. You know, she's a bit... Uh, She's a bitch. I'm sorry to say it, but she's a bitch. And I love her. Sometimes there are no other
0: words to describe it other than that. I definitely, as soon as you were saying like revenge, but also, you know, there's also something deeper in there. Mm -hmm. I'm like- that is my favorite kind of revenge story because it starts off like with the villain wanting one thing, but then the villain kind of like goes through the novel or whatever movie media. And then they just realize like, hold up. There's also something else that I might want. And I don't know if this is Mariano
1: or not, but I'm like- That's exactly what happens in this book. Exactly. Like she starts off at one very specific- thing in mind and when she ends the book she's like wait a second now I gotta do a, a whole other thing because this just I'm not it's not working it's not working and she's got to get her shit going you know yeah the what? wait did you say the end of the book
0: so this is a series
1: I hope so
0: Okay, I know we were talking briefly. You did listen to the Hallie episode, so you probably know my feelings on series. Just a little I bit. I know,
1: I know. Like, and I had I, a beta go. I wish this is just one book because I don't like series. But I went, but wait, I have so many good things for Mariana Plan, I promise. Yeah, for
0: me, like I love reading series. But Mm -hmm. writing them, for me, I don't know if it's like my ADHD brain or just like there's something there that goes, if I can make this into one book idea, then that is something that I want to do. I think just because my brain just moves a little bit faster (laughs) than Mm -hmm. most neurotypical people's brains. And so for my dystopia, I literally went back and forth about, like, this is duology. I can be a trilogy. And then I was like, no, if it's a trilogy, it's literally going to play out pretty much like the Hunger Games, not plot-wise, but in terms of, like, the first book is going to be, like, the setup, and then the second book is going to be, like, the meat of the story, and then the last book is basically just going to be the resolution, kind of, Mm -hmm. you know. And I was like, if I can make that into one book, kind of just stop it. That's so much work, though. That but like for me, I feel like that's what I have to do in order for me not to get so bogged down in like the quote unquote nitty gritty details Hmm. of all of this. And I don't as soon as you went like gray, unreliable, like characters, I'm like, I'm thinking about my villain in Dystopia. Mm -hmm. So essentially, this villain is a lady who wants something very, very deeply. She's like, I'm going to do whatever the heck it takes to get this goal. And so the second draft is basically me being like, okay, how can I make it known that the villain is like morally gray, but like she started off for the right reasons, you know? Like, hey, I wanna make sure that the world doesn't die. Like there's still nature around, there's still oxygen, there's still (laughs) all of this stuff going on. Something's going on. And the main character is trying to stop her from happening.
1: How dare she? How dare she?
0: Yeah, no. And so, the more that I talk about it, the more I'm like, this villain is probably, like, a morally gray character, which means my readers are probably going to love her.
1: I'm loving her. You're describing her. Oh, my God. I'm, like, speechless. I can't even speak properly. She sounds cool. She is. like. I mean, listen, I'm a serious girl. I think... Series are dying for some reason. Publishing is just killing them off and building duologies, which I cannot do. Um, I want Maury to be four because that's the number of death, and I think that's perfect for her. Uh Hallie wanted me to do seven, and I went, seven, seven books, Hallie. What do you mean? Hallie oh, and her,
0: like, I don't even know how many, I don't remember how many. Books are in her series, but she has it's 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 a guys, it is it's a lot. As soon as she told me, I was like, She's
1: at five right now, she's at five, but I know her, she's gonna go like to seven if she can.
2: She, she's gonna go as she much loves as, loves as herself,
1: she loves herself, so Mania. And uh, listen, I'll read every Anya book that she has. Oh, me too, no doubt, no doubt. But the fact that, like,
0: I literally told her, and now I'm telling you. I can't write series just because that's not me as an Mm -hmm. author, but I will read them. Like, I love them.
1: I will read a standalone. Can I write a standalone? No. I, listen, I have a whip that's uh, at a boarding school, like Julius Caesar Assassination inspired, like gender bent. And it was supposed to be one book, you know, Julius Caesar dies at the end. But I went, wait, I can then play off the whole war with mark Antony and octavian you know so i i cannot just do one book it's impossible for me it's impossible i wish i could do one book i wish i had your talents i don't think it's a talent it's more
0: of like my brain i literally had an internal war with myself as i was writing the first draft of my dystopia and i was like but this could be a trilogy this could be like a You know, something really great. And I was like, no, listen, (laughs) (laughs) you being me, because I have arguments with myself all of the time. This argument was like, literally, look, you can write so much more and have so much more in depth with like the readers and the world and be like all cool and stuff. And then I was like, look. I don't think I can do that, like, mentally, emotionally, and physically. I don't know if I could do that. So, for me, maybe my brand as an author is just going to be, like, standalones. But then, like, within the same that. universe,
1: you know? You can do, like, Chloe Gong is basically doing. I haven't read any of her books.
0: They have I been, read the
1: first one. They have
0: been on my TBR to be read list, for those of you who don't know for a
1: very long time but the, it it just keeps growing it just mm-hmm, keeps growing same. I, I make myself do book bands and I just go to a bookstore and come back with three more books like I don't yeah. know it's a curse honestly the fact that you can be like you can
0: actually go into bookstores like I have kind of trained myself to go into bookstores and be like, okay, you know, like the cheapest way to buy books is literally taking pictures of books and then buying them off of used book sites. Like that's kind of how my family grew up. Mm-hmm. Like getting our books. It'd be like on Amazon, but then we'd go to like a used bookstore or, you know, a used book site and be like the condition is
1: good, very good, excellent. And I'll dad- show you like uh- I like, a book for my thesis that's look at this condition but it's for my thesis and I had to go to a second bookstore to get it because I was not about to spend like a hundred dollars on a book absolutely not so I went to a second-hand bookstore and got it you
0: know what there should be a story with an unreliable gray character that just
1: moans and groans about the cost of college textbooks yes honestly we should all co-write that like because every... my god my god i think i should get funding for the amount of money i'm spending on thesis books this is not okay it makes me You're, you know how colleges are like buy from your college bookstore it's the I most must...
0: expensive bookstore in the world no go use book sites type in the, exactly. I, the 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 little number the little specific number for that copy of the book and get it off of there you are going to save so much money exactly the moral the fact that I can like see the morally gray character like coming to life as
1: I'm talking about this oh my god basically the whole story is just them overthrowing the college bookstore the villain (laughs) I wish I had time to write that so what I've been doing story time Yeah. someone's like this I don't have time to write it that's the thing you and I both want to write this so bad
0: but because we're both like full time like you're a master's student I'm getting I'm literally in the middle of getting my bachelor's degree like we have no time we don't we're college students the fact that every college student that I know whether it's like master's or you know undergraduate or even phd they can be a morally gray character like in itself.
1: Oh, absolutely. I don't think I've ever made Matt a sane a college student in my life. I've, listened. I'll admit to this. I've planned to overthrow my college numerous times. In my head, I hate the bureaucracy. I hate a lot of things, but I can't do anything because it's academia and it's old and I can't do anything because I'm a woman. I won't get into it because this is just a topic, yeah, no, you know, you, you know, it's annoying, yeah. but we just got to live with it. Yeah, and I know for those
0: of you who are in college or going into college or maybe even like are years out of college, you're like, I have also planned oh, like on overthrowing, <laughs> you know, the school system in any country, just because again, like Maria said, it is so old. And in order for it to be like
1: old, it's really hard to change very it will never change there has been a lot of reforms it will never change ever it's built to make us suffer yeah just like you and your book (laughs) I keep throwing I keep keep throwing Mariana away to talk about academia I'm so sorry no you're good if you're listening I'm very sorry girl like I want to hear
0: more about like the book and the universe just because like I want to know how connected like Roman mythology is to your book universe and your like fantasy kind of
1: area so my mythology system is not Roman it's one that I created but the whole um monarchy it's from the ancient Roman monarchy times before the Republic and the empire, there was the monarchy, it's very much inspired by that. And the world lore is inspired by that period. The mythology itself, I use it. It's a combination of Celtic, uh, because that's more of my area of like my heritage and stuff. Uh, Slavic as well, because of Moriana and Roman gods, like a mixture. And then they have their presidiums, which is their patronage. And that's where the magic comes from. Like the gods give patroness to someone and that someone can use their magic in turn. That's how it works, basically the magic. And Moyana doesn't have a presidium. Moyana is an anomaly. She's very much an anomaly in the world.
0: The that, way course... that I can immediately
1: see her villain arc and how it starts. Oh, it's so good because Because she has a power she has a power that no one else has it's a very specific thing he's death incorporated basically and obviously people are going to hate her for it oh yeah but the way the story starts (laughs) i had a lot of fun writing it like
0: if you were to shove morally gray characters just at me and be like here's what you know like moriana is like here's somebody who is very much like has something in mind but then Mm -hmm. i can be like now i want to write fan fiction of like moriana because like (laughs) she sounds so interesting
1: uh, to me, she's the most interesting girl in the whole world. And the problem is she's fictional. Yeah. I l- Listen, I would never want her to be real. She is not a good person. <laughs> I told my betas, like, do not expect a good narrator. She's not a good person. She will do some very questionable things. She's very much morally gray. But she's fun and she's pretty, so have fun with her
2: yeah and everyone
1: came back with me and was like what the hell what is this are you insane I was like a little
0: I'm a like little. but this is kind of the way that her character is so the
1: fact that you hate her is like a good thing oh it's perfect when everyone was like oh I love you v- oh Vialis is a king from another kingdom because oh basically let me explain oh yes the world building the yeah let me explain building. the world uh, there was the Dark Ages where everyone spoke Latin and there's a lot of Latin in the book because of it. And Moriana speaks Latin. Um, and Prism, which is where she lives and where she's the Jaeres, the heir from, uh, is very much still using the customs from the Dark Ages. So they still use a lot of Latin. A lot of the clothes are inspired by ancient Rome. It's really like fun visually. And the other kingdoms like Scalos, Zaria, Krods, they're a lot more developed in that sense. So they use kingdom instead of hexdom. That's the main difference. This also say that Vieles is the king of Zaria, and everyone loves Vieles. He's also very morally gray, he's very hot, and every time I say something about Vielis. my betas go oh my god I could not stop thinking about him and I'm like why does everyone like Vielis more than Moriana and then I remember oh because he is just a little purring kitty cat I and love that Mariana for who she is even though she, he does not know her at all I love them together they're just I two morally gray characters interacting it's the best thing ever it's so fun to write you can just be unhinged at all times I love it
0: as I was writing the morally gray kind of unhinged villain of the story that and the journey that my main character goes through as she's discovering like so like there's all sorts of I might even make the villain more like a sociopath or like a psychopath Ooh. just because I feel like that would
1: fit her personality so well oh wait that's kind of unreliable though because she doesn't know what's going on that's very unreliable so, so like, you're writing unreliable character but she's not morally gray
0: well the villain is the villain is yes but now that you mention it, I so I guess I can write unreliable characters. See? You're just calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> I can make unreliable narrators and I can make morally gray characters. How Bordering... do I
1: combine them?
0: I'm like, hmm, how do I combine them? And then I think back to going back to like another work in progress that I'm starting on my rom com which is now basically all over my Twitter, essentially. I know, I've been seeing it. Yes. And essentially, I might make somebody like morally gray, like unreliably morally gray, just because of this conversation alone. Because I'm like, if I can do one and I can do the other, I can potentially combine them. But the thing is, it's a realistic fiction rom-com set in like modern times so I don't know how I'm gonna do that hmm I mean is it is it is it the love interest or the main character oh my god wait is he actually a moral an unreliable morally morally gray character he he
1: sounds like it yeah
0: (laughs) so maybe we can I love how I started off I think I can't write them and then I'm like (laughs) hold on a minute wait a second so no yeah he is kind of morally gray because Oh my God. I yeah. guess he, love interest, the male main character is definitely morally gray. So maybe in draft two, I kind of have to be like, maybe shove him a little bit more into that corner. Cause I think oh, I started dude. that. Have fun. I started that, but then I'm like, I think you know by now, like kind of how my first drafts work. I have an idea, I mm-hmm. shove it onto a document and I just write
1: and see what happens oh my god that's so fun i wish i'm such a planner everyone is like i wish i could do what you do and i'm like i wish i could plan because it is so much easier dude i literally you know the save the cat thingy i made a spreadsheet with every single beat and then followed with every single beat for the new draft of moriana every single word count i I added every single word count, updated it. I was, it was not, I was, I, I don't know how I did that, but I have to plan everything to the minute, how do you say that? Like the minuscule little thing, you know? Mm -hmm. It's, it's annoying, but it works out. It works out. See, that's the thing. I feel
0: like, everyone is their own unreliable morally gray narrator in a way because we're all (laughs) the main characters of our own story yes but then like we're also inserting ourselves kind of sprinkling ourselves into characters on the way so every time I meet like first of all I'm very unreliable like just as a person because I don't know what I'm doing in life. I mean, nobody does. No one does. No one does. So I guess everybody is unreliable in real life just because like, even if you think you have life figured out, uh no,
1: you don't. No, you don't. Exactly. That's why they're so fun to write because you're basically writing a human being. No one knows what they're doing. Sometimes we lie. Sometimes our options are a little, eh, you know, a little shady we're not perfect so it's only right that we're a little morally gray sometimes yeah and very unreliable if i listen we see the same thing happen you're going to tell it a different way than i am because yeah. we have different life experiences so right. it's completely normal that morally gray and unreli- unreliable narrators should exist more because it's humanity at its core yeah
0: It's definitely been a thing where I'm like, I see morally gray characters who are very unreliable. Like I think the one that I read recently that I can like come up with is like maybe Laura Jean from Jenny Hans um like trilogy. Mm -hmm. And then maybe a little bit of like Fourth Wing. Just a little bit. Oh, I
1: didn't read Fourth Wing.
0: that's okay. It took me three months to get it from my local library, just like oh as God. an ebook. So if you do want to read it, maybe in the next year, you might want nice. to get it. Like, it's a very popular book. and But what I love is, like you said, they're morally gray, unreliable narrators are human, and there should be more of them.
1: hmm No, I, I think the... They make the story and the reader a little bit more connected, like it stays with you. you you're you simply thinking, is this person lying to me right now? Is this the real story? It's, and in rom-coms, that works really well, because it's especially like, you know, that period where you have the rose-colored glasses, like you're not seeing the truth. So that's unreliable, and it's really unreliable the way
0: that my male main character is in his rose colored glasses era
2: right
1: now (laughs) he's he is he my man is going through it what the hell yeah this this poor this poor boy has been
0: through so much i'm like no wonder he turned out this way and so that's how they kind of end up at the same college but then like I'm writing this dude and I'm like I know now like what his motives are so now in the second draft I have to go back and like actually like implement them (laughs) but the way that I'm just like this poor boy just wants to be loved in a way that he needs to be loved. I guess people who identify as girls who are like biologically female Mm -hmm. that literally
1: have done what I'm describing my boy has done a hundred I was just thinking that like honestly every girl has had that one main fantasy main boy crush for years and then you talk to them once and it's like what the it comes yes like, oh, the you're not the boy I fantasized about that I conjured up a whole personality just from looking at you once. You're not that person. We've all had that same experience. Oh, yeah, so I keep definitely. Very laugh. real for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but the way I love the fact that I just made my boy do that because we see so many girls in so many rom coms, not even rom coms, just like romance in general doing that. So maybe, like, in my head, I was like, boys need to be able to show that side of them. Because I'm sure, like, yes, I know some of my guy friends have definitely done that. <laughs> <laughs> They've definitely conjured up whole, like, personalities and I've had whole conversations with them. This is, like, very, very real for me. <laughs> oh,
1: no, it's very refreshing in the genre. I don't think you see guys a lot in rom-coms and romances be- I mean, we see them like thirsting over the yeah. girl and be like, oh, she's beautiful I, I want to marry her. But you don't see the before of that where where they're like, oh my God, I cannot speak to this girl. She's so gorgeous. I want to be with her, but I don't want to speak to her because what if she hates me? What what if she, she thinks I'm a loser, you know? This boy is like morally gray, see? I right. want to talk to her. I'm good at calculus let's go so she's like moaning and groaning over calculus as everybody does Because calculus i'm away from calculus i'm good everything
0: sucks in calculus sorry for those of you who love math and love calculus i'm a stem major who doesn't fight me <laughs> but <you> know, <laughs> she's basically like i can't do it blah 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 he goes up to her starts a conversation sees calculus asks are you struggling and he basically is like Hey, I can tutor you and she's like if it'll help me pass this midterm I don't care I she, love her she's very much like a career girly she is very much like so
1: I'm gonna focus on oh, me and myself oh again this is oh, like oh my god that's such a good like third act break oh my god like her finding out I love that no she is eventually going to find out the reason that he even
0: came up to her in the first place it's not gonna be pretty is not going to be pretty at all
1: I hope she butchers him oh my god that's poor girl oh my god she's like the Truman Show I don't know what
0: that is but now I have to look that up because I'm like the Truman
1: Show is a film where basically they bought a kid which is Jim Carrey and they film a reality show of him growing up and he doesn't know until he's an adult and he's married and everyone else around him are actors. And that's the Truman show. Like, you know, no they're way. all lying to him. It's awesome. You gotta see it.
0: I should, I should go see it. They're they're gonna end up together and it's gonna be like a whole thing. But the third act is gonna be so messy. It's it's just gonna be like Love. It's it's gonna be messy. And it's but the Homer thing is Milton loves it. Right. Is he also goes through a character arc of being like egotistical to being like an actual real human being but that is like so cliche for romance but the thing is like within that like real person he's learning he can show emotion like he's learning he can be like an actual human being and people will like him mm-hmm. so and she's learning that she can be loved like genuinely but just people have the wrong intention as they do, this poor girl. This poor girl is going oh, is gonna go through it. She's I gonna just go know
1: it. that <laughs> when that book is published, it's gonna break my heart. And I'm gonna be rooting for her to beat his ass. I'm just imagining, you know, how on Twitter and
0: the author has a Twitter account, people are like adding the author being like, I hate you, how could you do this? And mean I can just imagine the author going, I think I can tell what part of the book they're at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my alpha reader right now for Rom-Com Whip, she is like, okay, he's a little misguided. And I'm like, as I'm talking with you, I'm like, this guy. If I were to meet him in real life, I, I would stay very, very far away from him.
1: I would be scared of him.
0: Like, I would definitely be like, Rose, like, no for me i need somebody very genuine very like no secrets like all of that if i ever do get into a relationship because i'm like the morally gray fictional like male main characters that you see that are mostly like
1: in mafia books or like in sports romance they're books awful like they're, they're not morally gray those are just horrible human beings
2: right. Yeah. So
1: if you're basing him off of that, beautiful job. Beautiful Like I love how I'm just like, yeah. The this
0: and the thing is, like, I was originally going to have him be like an athlete. Cause I'm like, I need him oh to God. be like, but like I decided ultimately
1: he's a STEM guy. He's not
0: an athlete. He's a STEM guy.
1: Listen, my friends, my my real life friends, like here over Mm -hmm. this side of the ocean no I hate with a passion STEM guys I think they're the most manipulative weirdos out there in college and every single like one of my friends she won't listen to this so I can say it one of my friends she doesn't know I'm doing this I I don't tell them about my writing life oh Sam! oh Sam! I'm scared like one, she got into two relationships with two STEM guys. And I went, girl, STEM guys are not it. Do not get into relationships with these people. And I was right. They ended up being weirdos, manipulative. And like they showed up at her house like 3 a.m. And it was weird. And now she's with a little like sweet guy that works in the movie business. So So now she's happy. But STEM guys, they're the worst. I swear to God. I don't know what's wrong with them. I'm very I sorry. Mean, as to As a STEM, STEM guys girlie, but... as a STEM girlie, who
0: is like currently in STEM right now, you're not technically unwrong. <laughs> you're not unwrong. Like There are some of the guys
1: I want to literally clobber over the head. I just don't understand what's going through their heads. Like, they don't think like a normal human being would think. And it's because, like, you know how there's, like, the stereotypical,
0: stereotypical, like, STEM girly who is, like, all about career, all about all of that. Like, that is essentially me, but minus Mm. the aesthetic.
1: (laughs) Minus the aesthetic. Everything in life is aesthetic if you make it, honestly. That is very true. That is very true. But,
0: like... I have, like, one of my very best friends. He is a STEM guy. He is a mechanical engineering major. Oh, and, wow. like, but the thing is, though, this boy is one of the sweetest boys in existence. So he's, like, there's always one in
1: ten. He's the one in ten.
0: I'm kind of taking you and implementing you into my main character for the rom whip. This is how I tell you that I love you, but, like, I'm also kind
2: of digging up your innermost feelings
1: potentially, so I'm sorry. love that. He's listen, just tell him, do not read Act 1 and Act 2. It's not you, okay, babes? It's not you. It's the Mafia guys. It was Mafia slash Sports Guys slash this slash my guy best friend. Do you know, like, like the hockey books, like, the... um, What's it called? The deal? I've read that. Okay. You know how he's like, she's my girl. You got to stay at the frat house and stuff. Yeah. You should do that because that's such a guy thing to do in college. Let's learn calculus together. But at my house. They're going to the library. They're going to go like on nature walks because he's
0: essentially. Like I said, this guy is like very unhealthy. Oh
1: my God oh my god no I love that the idea though that sounds really really good I want to read it this
0: guy is kind of underhandedly a manifestation of every single delusional girl who has ever had a delusional
1: crush and listen (laughs) at the truth like I remember when I was a kid a kid I was probably like 12 or 13 that's a kid yeah that's a kid (laughs) that's a kid um I had this crush on a guy simply because he had green eyes and like beautiful curls and oh my god he's so cute and then he talked to me like for weeks I had this crush and then he came and talked to me and was like at what time do you get off school and I was like ew and I got off school at 4:30, and I told him I get off school at 6 so I wouldn't have to see him See, I can't I have Listen, this is such a real experience. I cannot. Every time I was a teen, a guy I performed like things with guys like in my head. Then they talked to me and I immediately went no. Not Not for me.
0: Never. No. See, and then it was me. I just got mostly bullied by guys from like 12 to 17. So like those assholes. Like My female main character is essentially like a personification of me and like going through like those emotions you don't see that like in rom-coms
2: like it's Never. there
0: but it's not like there like she's she's doing all of the things that she should do in order to like both through like the trauma of her past but then there's also this current trauma of a guy who's trying to kind of unintentionally
1: do an inappropriate i love i love 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 the fact that he's trying to heal and he's making it worse because he wants to be with her like it's so funny but it's bad oh my god i might actually send you the alpha copy now just because i'm like listen when I, i i'll show you my pile Obviously, people can't see, but this is my thesis pile. It's yeah. not half. Whenever I have time, I'm it's going fat to read stack, it. Guys. It is a fat stack. <laughs> it's a fat stack, and I have a lot of work to do. But when I have time, I'm going to read it, and I'm just going to be like this dude. Oh my god, I love alpha reading specifically because of that. Because there's not a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. It's just me vibing with a book and yeah. I'm going to love it but speaking of which which I now re- like reminded me of that you said Vielis kind of has that same thing with Moriana like he met her they were both teens it's honestly they they should be cousins
0: it doesn't matter that my guy is like in a realistic fiction book and yours is in like a fantasy world that doesn't exist like they are cousins they are cousins
1: it's a fact. They what's are mechanically cousins now. <laughs> what's his name? What's his, What's your boy's name? Because now we need to make a name for them. Hunter. Hunter? Oh, yeah. my God. Hunter Vielas. So he's Hunvi. <laughs> Hunvi Cousins.
0: It, like, I literally went through, like, a whole thing when I was naming him. I'm like, okay, what is a guy's name that, like, gives people the it? But, like, also doesn't Hunter. at the same
1: time, Hunter is a very, like guy that should play sports, but never did because he wasn't good enough, but will tell everyone that, oh, I could have been a professional footballer. You know, those types of guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what he's he, that's what Hunter sounds like to me. oh my God, <laughs> like he's technically a swimmer.
0: But I that was really only because he didn't want to be at home
1: because his parents were like high-paying jobs are only medicine-related pharmaceuticals engineers and then there's there's we've talked about this I I'm gonna say this I went on a rant to Cassie like this one time it was not to Cassie it was just me ranting to just open air about how about the stereotypical money related stuff with historians and I was like oh my god why did I just say this to poor Cassie what the hell what's wrong with me
0: and, and then, then I was, I was like, just oh god, like I'm so
1: sorry like I was just <laughs> vibing
0: over here going like okay sure <laughs> like I don't know anything I, was, about I don't know
1: what came over me oh my god but yeah that's I understand that's really well but and it's it's really, really real what you just said. Like yeah. the the whole stereotype, especially since he comes from an immigrant family. Like that's, wow. Uh. His dad had to be
0: like basically disowned mm. in order. And then Hunter is basically like, I want to go connect like with my Korean roots because I'm Korean. And like, there's literally his whole like he's very much very close with his mom's side of the family because they're in france and he lives in france but like hunter is hoping because he is like a science dude he's a math dude like he wants to be like an ecological engine not an ecological engineer an ecological like
1: biologist his grandparents are gonna love him mm-hmm. so he needs somebody so he's to like love. substituting his dad for his grandparents sort of he, he's a very unhealthy guy like no, yeah yeah
0: everything i'm describing is like
1: this guy wait is- oh my god like, so he lives in France before going to the u.s so he's hunter hunter listen this does not sound like a rom-com babes this sounds like literary fiction i'm calling it a rom-com because i don't know
0: like what else to call it
1: because it's, it's definitely- literary fiction
0: okay So maybe I should change my Twitter handle to "Cassie is writing her (laughs) literary fiction." But like,
1: I definitely, I love this story. The commentary you're about to do is really important, and I hope it gets it gets published. And honestly, it's really important for young girls and young boys too to read. The way that I am like,
0: this I'm the reason I'm still calling it like rom com with is because it literally started out as like a fun rom com like the guy is gonna get the girl all of that and then I'm tearing You're
1: a true author
0: and Traumatize I'm like, your characters back. Hey, there you go. But the way that I definitely want this to be like, it's either gonna end up being still like the very fluffy rom com that I had in, in mind with just subtle instances, which is what mm-hmm. it is right now like in draft one but in draft two it might turn into like this very like big social commentary thing I'm hoping it doesn't love it I'm hoping it doesn't just because like for me I feel like that's a whole
1: separate thing it is it does sound like a separate thing which you could do yeah and just have fun with the fluff right now yeah and then do the social commentary when you have more time away from school yeah because it's That's, a really good it's a really good story and that you're like I want this book now and I'm like I oh, listen I'm the worst influence on when people when Hallie comes to me with what should I write should I write this one or this one I always go with oh you should do this like it's the worst thing ever and she's very much also like a worse like horror She's we're similar writers in that uh, regard so we influence each other to write the worst possible things the world has ever seen and the worst possible people and relationships ever so and then there's me with my very unhealthy like basically
0: I'm still gonna call it a rom-com just because like that was the whole purpose and that's what I'm hoping (laughs) it is like maybe I can write a whole like literary fiction essay based
1: off of this rom-com you wait yeah that's that's yeah okay yeah that's it that's it perfect like I'll just write like the fluff
0: and be like on the side just being like writing this whole like maybe (laughs) other novel an academic journal analysis of the rom-com the way that wait oh my gosh now I'm thinking like 20 years from now 30 years from now like when I'm a hopefully a published author somebody's gonna look at these like morally gray characters and be like I'm writing my thesis on that. Like,
2: you know how you have
0: like those author dreams that are like Yes. Now I'm like, okay. Imagine like there's an an English major, right? Or like some other kind of humanities major and they're really into reading, but they're really into reading like your book specifically. Like what would you want them to focus on? Like if they were to write like a thesis on your
1: book. Oh, that's a really good question honestly i have i have a whip in my arsenal that's about academia and it's a commentary on academia and it's very women directed because i have a thing where a lot of academic books um are just with male main characters and there's not a lot of Uh, female representation in academic books like the secret history uh, if we were if we were villains like the women are never the center of it and i want to write a book uh on that and comment on my experience as a woman in academia and get other peoples in academia other women in academia as experienced which i think that would be a lovely book to have a thesis made on but if someone made a thesis on moriana which is what i'm gonna query which is Mm -hmm. i hope to be my debut um i think it would be how you create a monster not a monster you know yeah how Mm -hmm. you create someone into being with the worst possible um, morals they could have growing up because she was a, a, a normal child like she grew up okay until mm-hmm. until she met her adoptive father. Oh. Like, how how can a parent like that's a really big theme with Moriana and the first book and the rest of the series? How mm-hmm. can a parent influence the way you grow up to be and how can it make you as an adult because she's 21 in the first book? Mm-hmm. How can it affect you as an adult be so angry? towards them for what they did to you growing up that's what I think would be a really cool theme to study
0: yeah we're here going I am adopted (laughs) like see oh my god that is definitely something that I can definitely relate to on like a very very personal level because for a long time I was not vibing with my parents like it Mm -hmm. was not It was I. I guess I had always vibed with my parents because I had a very loving, very supportive upbringing growing up. But it was like always in the back of my mind of like, I'm adopted. Like, this is kind of where like my, maybe my morally gray characteristics come in. As a human being. I'm like, I've gone back and forth of like, because I was adopted internationally from like an Asian country, you know? what were like my birth parents going through, Mm -hmm. you know, why did they decide to give me up? And I ended up writing these poems when I was 15, 16, that basically just helped me kind of figure out like my emotions, both towards my adoptive parents, but Mm -hmm. also towards like my birth mother, my birth parents. And like, Mm -hmm. I think because I did that so young, it has definitely shaped me into being like, having, like, a much better relationship with my parents now that I'm 20 and kind of, like, more adult. I still don't feel like an adult, but, like, you know, I'm 20. It's so weird. 20s, the adult.
1: 20s are weird. We're just babies. What kind of, like, 20 are you? Like, just to... I'm 23.
0: I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm young. So, you're basically, like, a five-year-old adult if I'm doing the math,
1: right? Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. I do- I'm. I'm. I'm trying to figure things out as an adult, like, doing my master's. I'm, like, I have to be a little bit more grown up than when than when when I was doing my bachelor's, which is a little weird, but whatever. But okay, the adoptive means. thing, I deal with that a lot with Moriana. I'm going. I want. I hope to deal with it more in book two, because mm-hmm. she had no recollection of her birth parents because those memories were taken from her. Uh-huh. Um. But like her childhood with her adoptive father was good until a certain point like in her perspective you know like the thing we were talking about stories are different from each person's perspective in her perspective he was a good parental figure until he betrayed her and after that she feels that everything he does is a lie she's angry she's just not the same kind of person neither does she see him as a human being that had love for her ever so she doesn't see him as a p- parent that's it like I, you know th- I'm gonna yeah. be that a lot that loss yeah. in book two I'm sorry for laughing I'm not laughing at you I'm just laughing at how
0: similar some of our characters are yeah. <laughs> there's a character in my dystopia whip I know I'm going like back and forth there's a character in You're my fine. dystopia whip and exactly right and so ends up like running away and like, becoming a better person and literally hating his mom by going to visit his great aunt in the middle of the woods just somewhere he runs away finds a lady in a cabin turns out to be his great aunt like, it's a whole thing
1: see Mariana is just the opposite she goes oh you betrayed me you're going to get the worst possible outcome out of this she goes the opposite She's like i don't I, you you think you're a bad person you're playing against me my guy you taught me everything i know i'm gonna be the worst version of myself simply because you did this to me and i oh, love her for it
0: and then meanwhile my character i believe i don't know how to pronounce i th- his nickname is Leo. The character's nickname is Leo. Leo is essentially like, <laughs> and so that's basically what the present POV is. The present POV is him like coming up with a plan with um, Teresa, Sam, and every single character in the two books that I hope to publish. They've just hidden things from my, my main girls. And I'm just like, four girls
1: does that mean something like is that supposed what does this mean exactly oh my god no but okay oh wait 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 yeah people hide stuff from mariana too now that i'm thinking about it she's like hello why am i like she's not allowed to attend court sessions i wonder (laughs) why i mean she she would definitely do something a little less than agreeable let's just say that (laughs) uh-huh like she's at, a, at the ball and I was brought back and my father is being very happy right now and I don't know what's going on I don't trust him I just I can't the way that you and I are writing very
0: similar characters though I
1: love that
0: it's like huh? like the characters are getting stuff hidden from them they have like there's a bunch of different subplots going on in every single oh my god the I feel like at this point the subplots are more
1: important than like the overall plot for how much I'm focusing on them it, it gets to a point that I don't know what's the main plot right now. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things going then Mm -hmm. I have the Viela subplot, which is just dream sequences where they meet each other, which everyone loves. Everyone falls to their knees for him every time (laughs) he appears. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have, what's, I'm forgetting my own, my own story. I love it. I love when this happens. Welcome Uh, to the life of an author, people. My God. it's just a lot of things. A lot Mm -hmm. of things happen in the book. And I hope I'm manifesting that an agent picks her up and loves her because the world needs to see Moriana and I need people to see and to read more unreliable and morally gray or straight up awful people. And
0: Hallie are literally writing the two most unreliably like unreliable morally gray characters that I've ever read and they're not even published Anya. yet
1: Anya is so fun because I'm like screaming at her the whole book wake up stand up Al- and Anya, Anya I was gonna say Hallie Anya stand up please stand up wake up he's not telling the truth wake up girl the way that I was literally screaming
0: at Anya the entire time because Hallie does such a good job of like She's the
1: underlying so commentary. She's so good. I w- I was pissed. Like, do you 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 have to be a really good writer to make me hate a character, like viscerally hate a character? And I hated that specific character so much. I was like, I don't know I if you know. and I are thinking
0: of the same character.
1: It starts with a D. Ah, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I hated him i was like hallie i want to strangle him and she's like hey hey and like, don't you hey, hey, me miss miss girl how dare you and now well yeah we're, we're similar writers yeah and I, I it's it's really fun it's really fun to brainstorm with her yeah
0: the way that you and hallie have the same relationship that me and cairo have like i love cairo Like, I mean, you've seen our interactions on Twitter. I'm like, this girl is like, she's calling Hunter misguided. And I'm over here going, oh, you have no idea what's coming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for Kyra to listen to this episode. She baited for me two times. So she knows everything that I'm talking about with Mm Moriana. She's going to listen to me influence you. To make Hunter the worst possible person ever. Girl, it was
0: literally the plot to have him be horrible. Like, that that was the whole premise of his character.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because that messes with the reader. Again, unreliable narrator. Did you remember? can do it. See? The way that Hunter's little,
0: the chapter is essentially him being
1: like. Oh my the- God. See, stem guys. <laughs> the way that my guy best friend
0: like we've known each other since we were 12 we didn't become friends until 13 i moved out of california lost mm-hmm. contact with him from like 14 yeah 14 to about 15 so we had two like we were 14 no contact 15 no contact i turned 16 i get an instagram the first thing i look up is his name
2: Aww. and we just start
0: connecting again but the way that <laughs> I can base so much of Hunter's behavior off of like sorry dude
1: but like off of kind of you and like your version because you're a muse like be thankful you're someone's muse dude that's my motto yeah what this poor guy is going through it
0: like emotionally he's just trying to like figure out why this girl hates him so much and like boy this girl hates you so much because you have rose colored
1: glasses because like you think that girls like this stuff like am i the asshole for going on a hike for suggesting to go on a hike when she got a bean calculus yeah like Technically, yes, but also technically, no, because, like, Mm -hmm. she
0: talked about how much she likes camping and she likes, you know, nature. (laughs) The motto of, like, every author ever.
1: The plot has to plot. Oh, you don't want to go there? Well, I'm going to get you there. That's literally every author. Uh huh You're writing and the scene is going somewhere, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to let you finish. I'll let you finish but we're going back to where I want you to go. The,
0: the, the way that I knew I was going to finish Dystopia with because I knew I didn't have control of the characters anymore. <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like the characters just decided to go off. No, that's I'm me like... writing Morián and Viale's scenes. I think that's why people love him so much because I don't know what happens I'm listening to my music, writing. I'm in the zone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I see Mariana Viela's chapter plan, I'm like, okay, here we go. I don't here know why I planned it because they just go off. Like I was doing my revisions for like the last of my revisions before querying mm-hmm. and there was no kissing. For three drafts, there was no kissing. Tell me why there's a kiss in the fourth draft like what happened hello what are we doing here i don't know i don't know what happens they just take control but i let them they make beautiful things together Mm -hmm. but i will i would rather they give me some control back sometimes yeah i need you to close the door Mm -hmm. she's like no we're we're just going to walk through the city i don't want to close the door like just leave the stranger's house open to get robbed like excuse you that's not how that's not very well-mannered of you come on let's close the door you made me this way so now you're gonna have to deal with me like sorry not sorry i have a helmet on my hand you know i can't close it with both hands Mm. whoopsies i love the fact that all authors
0: who write morally gray unreliable characters or in your case just horrible characters they're like (laughs) oh i hate this guy but i also love him She's my baby. Like those people are going to hyperfixate. You know how you can tell readers are going to hyperfixate on a character. Mm-hmm. They're going to hyperfixate on those two characters in those in my two like novels. And I'm hoping my dystopia is going to be my debut, just because like
2: I know that oh, wait, story. Wait.
1: I need dystopia to be back, and I need you to bring it back because I need dystopia back. It's been 10 years. Come on. Mm-hmm. It needs to come back. Come on. The way that the, the
0: way that I can feel dystopia coming back with morally great unreliable characters, like, that is how I need dystopia to come back.
1: So, I'll help you out.
0: Yeah. I'll put in a good word. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been looking up, like, authors who take, you know romance authors who take you know I just need authors who take young adult fiction like no genre because Dude, like I, I feel like I might be able to you know write realistic fiction and dystopia like those are going to be my two main genres do you write anything else other than like fantasy or is like fantasy your go-to
1: I write everything that comes to mind i have a literary fiction book planned out which is i was supposed to write in august but and mm-hmm. things things happen <laughs> uh it's basically my working title is what like it's hard and it's about a girl like 27 she comes mm-hmm. from a rich family and her family lost everything to another rich family very succession-esque vibes Mm -hmm. and her revenge then is when the grandfather of that other family dies Mm -hmm. she goes to the funeral with the plan set in mind to marry his um grandson the way that that's a very real thing though it is like i really want to write it it sounds really fun and mm-hmm. at the end, she she again unreliable, horrible person. That's my brand. Um, I have a contemporary fantasy, but that's fantasy. Mm-hmm. I want to write horror. And listen, I'm not a fluffy writer, but I think one day I'll write a rom-com. Much like
0: I literally was like, I was reading like mafia books and like sports romance books, just mm-hmm. for like whatever they're fun they pass the time they're addictive that's the thing like everybody is like the thing is I've read most of them like on Wattpad like as one does same
1: Wattpad, as Wattpad, one does. Wattpad was my jam I remember I read like a, a fiction it wasn't fan fiction it was like a proper novel mm-hmm. about like death is my boyfriend or something and it, oh my god it was so good like the Grim Reaper was <laughs> the main boyfriend it was so good I was like oh wow 13 year old me going berserk over Mm -hmm. it the thing
0: is people bash Wattpad so hard and like I'm over here going I still like actively read on there sometimes when I'm bored they have good stuff like this is why I'm like Promoting it, but also not promoting it because I know like people are like bashing it, but I'm like, you can bash the site, but don't bash the authors.
1: Listen, a lot of authors, a lot of prominent authors right now started with fan fiction and started on either Wattpad or AO3, but most likely
2: Wattpad.
1: Yep. So do not even begin to question the power of fan fiction because it produces great writers. You're honing your craft yeah, like what's wrong with that and it's fun it's like, just fun exactly no but the way that I kind of
0: like digested the mafia romance and like the sports romance and people are like Cassie you don't seem like a romance girly and I'm like I'm not
1: but also at the same time I am yeah like, like sometimes I just want to curl up on my sofa or on my bed like when I'm more depressed and just spend 14 hours reading romance books and then I'm fine. Yeah,
0: but the way that I just took like some like characteristics of like a sports romance guy or an a mafia guy and like my guy best friend and I shoved it all into one
1: character. Slay. Like I, honestly. Like nothing in this world I'm not this is I'm not saying plagiarized, never fucking plagiarized. Yeah, don't um but nothing is unique in this world it's impossible to create a unique story Mm -hmm. so of course you're going to take a million things from a million people and a million stories and build your own it's going to be your own and that's unique in itself but it's also inspired by x y and z that's just that's basically what fanfic is like yeah i mean what cassandra clare come on that's she wrote fan fiction she did start start out fan 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 fiction fiction. yeah like come on a lot of popular books out there are fan fiction Hallie Hazelwood is I I think that's her name the my Portuguese came out yeah oh
2: yeah no you're good
1: you're good (laughs) um the love hypotheses is based on like Star Wars fan fiction like that I did not know actually yeah, it's Kylo Ren and what's the girl's name? I don't. I don't watch Star Wars, so I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm more of a Star Trek girlie,
1: honestly. <laughs> I haven't. I, I haven't I'm seen not Star very Trek sci-fi. forever, though, so I'm like, it's the girl. The oh my god, it doesn't matter. It's just Kylo Ren and the. Uh, everybody like bashes
0: the love hypothesis, and I'm like, I love the love hypothesis.
2: I not liked for the- it.
0: But the thing is, I feel like I have to defend why I love it. And like in my freshman year of college, I was literally thinking of switching from marine science, ha ha, ha, hence the like the marine biology. Like I was literally (laughs) switching from marine science, marine biology to journalism. Like I was literally just gonna get go away from STEM because I was just not feeling it, not at all. And then one of my acquaintances from school, she was like, Cassie, have you heard about environmental policy? And I was like, environmental policy? Do I have to do like science or math and anything? And she's like, you still have to take calculus, you still have to take statistics, but you don't have to take chemistry and you don't have to take physics. And I was like, sold, I'm sold. (laughs) So I switched, but then over that summer, the summer between my freshman year of college and my sophomore year of college or first and second year of college, I read The Love Hypothesis and I just fell back in love with science
2: because of Mm. the way that
1: she wrote it. She's really good at writing like those points. Like I'm not a STEM uh, student, uh, but I really, I enjoyed, I had a good time reading. It's not a nobel prize no novel but not all novels need to be amazing right like, like she it's just fun and i people bash her for like her agent gives her ideas or something and okay and so exactly so exactly like she's writing she's good at writing she's making a living writing let her be my god that's That kind of has the same energy of, like,
0: bashing Wattpad authors for, like, yes. posting their first drafts on Wattpad. Like, their yes. first
1: drafts. They, basic, no, but they're kind of smart for doing that because they're getting beta readers
2: Basically and helping
1: different. them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're being smart about it. Mm-hmm. And then they can just delete it and query. Who cares? Yeah. Or, like, like listen. If I wrote... On Wattpad, like Deathbringer if was on Wattpad first. Mm-hmm. And then I got published and someone said, oh, I read this first on Wattpad. I'll be like, okay, good. You read it. That's what matters the most to me. You read well, my book. Thank you for reading it when it was in a yeah. horrible state. <laughs> that it was Exactly. In. Now it's much better. Now,
0: the way that every time I see like, being published in like Kindle Unlimited or like
2: mm-hmm.
0: being published by like a publisher like my introduction to Wattpad was Ali Novick's My Life with the Walter Boys like that that was literally my introduction to Wattpad. I don't know that one I
1: like, listen I'm one of the OGs of after and like oh, so
2: Cambodia, you're like an OG Wattpad.
1: OG 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 I was like 12 under the covers reading stuff that I should not be reading <laughs>
0: yeah that was literally I feel like so many people's introduction to unreliable morally gray characters
1: it was
0: because what is full of them
1: oh 100 percent. especially the guys and that's the thing that's one of my main things it's ah. always the guys that get to be morally gray and unreliable and never the girls a girl is morally gray and unreliable and she's awful and they couldn't connect and they didn't, they didn't like the main character, blah, blah, blah. But if, if, but you liked VLS, it's the same thing. Why didn't you like Mariana? You know? Ah,
0: but the way that now I'm thinking, like Amy definitely has some gray area to her. Ooh. Because like, B essentially is like anxiety is who I am. Anxiety, blah, 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 blah. Because oh, like
1: I get that's that.
0: how she was trained. Oh, she trained, but like that's what she was kind of bullied and manipulated into thinking. Until so mm-hmm. going into college, like she's already gray. She's already like, everybody's going to hate me. I'm not going to have any friends. Like this is horrible, blah, blah, blah. So a very gray way of thinking. Mm-hmm. So like in my rom-com, that's basically... It's it's essentially going to be a rom-com. The literary fiction essay is, like, in the past. It's a a crossover. Yeah, essentially. And the way that she, Amy, is my main girl in there, and Hunter, they're essentially going on their own separate journeys, but they're eventually going to, like, you know, meet up in the middle and kind of go on a straight path in the third act. Because, like, that's how our relationship is
1: you know and two trauma riddled people usually go into that a lot like i have trauma you have trauma there's a lot of tendency to deal with that trauma together
2: yeah like heal each other like the
1: relationship he's is the thing that will fundamentally heal everything that's wrong with us hunter's mindset a thousand percent (laughs) yeah yeah no
0: Meanwhile, Amy is over here going, everybody hates me. Everybody's going to bully me. Like, she literally has to learn. She's learning throughout the book that, like, she can not be loved for who she is. I really and relate to that. Like, oh, no, me too. Me too. And my rom-com is essentially like an AU of my freshman year if everything had gone right and if I had gotten, you know. hmm a boyfriend so never had a boyfriend still don't want one very much like a personal decision that i still stand by to this day the way the way that i feel so strongly about both of them being on their own like separate trauma journeys and mm-hmm. then like when they're when amy feels like okay she has this sort of under control and hunter is like way it is essentially going to be both of them are going to come together and be in a healthy relationship like that that's not explored in rom-coms and that's kind of
1: at all normally what happens is character a has trauma and character b also has trauma but character b puts their trauma aside for character a in order for them to get together that's always what i see in rom-coms that is what hunter is doing at the beginning is exactly it no no it's like a typical rom-com at the beginning but then you go a different like literary direction to explore that and I really like that
0: the way that I've been telling Cairo
1: like even with my dystopia and
0: my rom-com like maybe my brand is like starting off very dystopia or very
1: rom-com and then just like actually no <laughs> you're unreliable not, yeah, not you, <laughs> you trick your reader, your readers you're like this is a dystopian. Wink. and then you just veer off. Yeah.
0: I'm like, wait, it's actually a dystopia? Like, the overall arching theme is like a dystopia or a rom-com. But then there's, like, also in dystopia, like, parents can be bad. And sometimes you have to trust your own judgment. Like, that's kind of what Leo goes through. And then, like, what Teresa goes through, she's like, parents fight things but sometimes like that's a bad thing you know Mm -hmm. and then amy is like i have supportive parents but i can't tell them about my bullying and my trauma because they're not going to understand and then poor hunter is like my parents want me to be a like a politician or a lawyer but that's not me and so that's kind of where his parental trauma kind of stems from
1: Mm -hmm. no I, i i completely got that like my uh I don't want to call it Dark Academia Whip, Mm -hmm. but I'll call it Assassination Whip because I use that a lot on Twitter, Mm -hmm. which is the Julius Caesar one. Bunny also, like, her dad is killed in an accident at the beginning, and that's the beginning of the story. Like, her wanting to find out why a rich kid uh, got away with that so she enrolls into boarding school. She meets the kid, and then gets involved in the whole like cultish Roman. I, there I go into the Roman gods in that book. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she gets lost in that. Mm-hmm. And I do. And then the relationship she has with Julian, like Bunny and Julian, is extremely toxic. But she sees it as he's saving me from from my grief oh okay got it I really I really enjoy exploring that and then when she realizes oh he's just a liar and this is not good for me things go down (laughs) see but that's the thing like with Amy she
0: never gets in a relationship with Hunter until like the very very end Mm mm-hmm because my girl is smart enough to like resist almost the entire time. Like, no, I perfect. Because, like, you don't see like gray female characters who resist. You always see True. gray female characters in rom coms who are like, a boy finally likes me. Let's do it. Let's go.
1: I agree. I, I think that, that there's like this sort of expectation and they don't allow you to go over that that female characters have to be always subservient of what the man wants they cannot be themselves they cannot be independent like in in even if they are independent it has to be a very specific kind of independent where the man says I love you let's be together and you're like no but okay and that happens throughout every genre I see it a lot and I think our generation needs to change that because I'm I don't like seeing that it's a really 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 bad example
2: and if you don't have media
1: literacy literacy you're going to basically commit the same errors yeah Mm -hmm. but that's the thing like why is it
0: accepted for like the male characters to be morally gray and horrible people and then you and I We're like, no, we're turning that on its head and we're making the females also morally gray, unreliable, like very toxic. Like essentially that is what dystopia is kind of exploring. Like what happens when there is, there are three people who know everything and one person who does not. What happens? Cause that's a very real thing in a room. Mm-hmm. But people know, know things people know things and then there's
1: always that one person just doesn't outside of the group like with moriana she's the morally gray you know she's the unreliable and it's in first person because i feel like that's the best way to do that Mm -hmm. and there's this very sweet character that everyone says I just felt bad for her the entire book. She's way too innocent for her own good, which is Cornelia. That's one mm-hmm. of her guards. And Moriana, like, there's so many times where I'm like, Moriana, just tell her. She'll understand. Just tell her. Mm-hmm. She'll be there for you. And she just continues to lie and to lie and to lie and make this girl go through horrible things, relieving her trauma mm-hmm. because she's and she wants her revenge to happen uh-huh. she's putting another person's life at risk because of that and I'm just screaming at my own characters like tell her you like her tell her yeah Don't do this." but uh-huh. she's just so hell bent on it and it's you know and I know that a lot of people don't like that in terms of fiction like it's very needed though but you know but yeah. I do feel that when a male character does that, and I see that a lot in fantasy, like, I don't know, Akotar, when San doesn't want to tell Uh Feyre the pregnancy stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah like, yeah, like, he can do that and not be criticized and be called a hero. But Nesta says that to her sister to protect her. And she's horrible. She's a horrible person. Like, I'm a nested defender until I die. I I hate that. Like, why do women in fiction I don't understand?
0: I don't understand.
1: Have you read the Cruel Prince trilogy? I have. And um Jude is a thing. Do you know exactly what I'm thinking about? Like why I'm bringing it up? I think so. I think so. Because like Jude
0: is very much morally gray.
1: Yeah. And people don't pick up on that like both of them are very morally gray holly made an amazing job with jude to make her morally gray but not so much like she made her likable in terms right. of she, she was bullied see she was bullied so it makes the reader not see her be like oh she's acting this way because she's morally corrupt but because carden is doing X, Y, and Z to her. Yeah. Carden is morally
0: gray. Jude is morally gray. Yes. Like, I want more books in fantasy of that
1: genre, which is basically essentially what you're doing. You're bringing that back. Yeah. Listen, if publishing lets me publish every single book I want to publish, it will all be morally gray and unreliable. That's a promise to my readers. Never trust what I say. But also trust what you say. But also trust me. Please do trust. That's the thing. I I love it. I just think people need to open their minds a bit and start thinking and looking at women as human beings and not things there for the plot. Yeah. No,
0: the way that my main girls they they play a very large role in the plot but also like my guys play mm-hmm. a huge role in the plot like I just want them to kind of work to but like separately again like I keep saying like I want those two to grow as characters before
1: they get into a relationship because that's how relationships should be exactly you should never ever ever date someone if you're not good with yourself because it will not be a good relationship
0: and that is why like I have seen so many friends go into relationships being and I'm like
1: you sure that's a good idea like I'm not gonna say anything not gonna say anything no that's the thing like you cannot say anything but we should as humans but like human humans don't exactly always say what we want in order to protect the other's feelings but sometimes right. I just want to be like what are you doing with your life right now mm-hmm. yeah do no, you want the, more trauma now how it's oh rom-coms always have like the
0: during you know during the relationship and all this all this stuff goes down mine is kind of like the prequel I guess to all of those mm-hmm. where it's like You know how in rom-coms like they're getting to know each other but then they're almost like that
1: in a relationship. I don't like instant love. Listen me and my boyfriend it was sort of instant love but I don't like reading about it. See that's
0: the thing it's like you can have like I also don't love and still like like, Cairo is calling my rom-com like a slow, slow burn rom-com. And I'm like, essentially, that's what it is. It's a slow burn rom-com about two traumatized people where one is like, I'm going to get into a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And the other is like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready for that. I'm going to resist. Mm-hmm. Like, almost the entire novel until act three.
1: I love that. And but she's like- very mature for that this girl is 18 but she's had
0: so many like traumatic experiences with guys just bullying her and manipulating her she's never been in a relationship before she doesn't trust guys mm-hmm. and that's the whole reason why like every time a guy comes up to her it's always like an ulterior motive like she like as soon as hunter approaches her she's like what does this guy want like i don't i don't like him i don't need that's him in my life really
1: really 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 real again like like i've gone through that like why are you speaking to me yeah like what do you want uh-huh but
0: again like morally gray i guess i can write them and i can write them well enough that like morally gray equals human like i don't think we should call morally gray characters morally it's gray human. just like human it's humanity
1: characters. yeah
0: yeah so maybe i'm like gonna start calling morally gray characters like human characters
1: because you're writing the human experience
0: that that's what they are that's the epitome of some kind of realism of the human experience
1: exactly no oh, that's a really good point it's not morally gray it's no moriah's case she's very morally gray <laughs> in terms of her morals are definitely not good yeah uh, but again she's human for that she went through a lot of things in order Mm -hmm. to reach that point in order for her mind to be shaped into that point and that happens a lot with kids growing up if you grew up if you grow up in a certain environment and like we can in terms of history propaganda we empires people inside that empire or inside of that dictatorship they believe that because that's what they're taught since they're kids yeah You can't really blame them for thinking that way. It's a really hard thing to completely rewire your brain into thinking against everything you were taught as a kid. Yeah. So so that's all to say that, yeah, morally gray is humans being humans. It's the the mind working. Yeah. So instead of morally gray, I'm now calling them human. They're human. They're not fictional,
0: they're human. There are two sides, I think, to the trauma that Amy has gone through. One is how she is acting right now, which is like very mature, very like, don't trust people, don't get close to people. It's very real. And then there's the other part where she is like, oh, I can collect, you know, you know, I kind of collect like the Pokemon, collect them all kind of mindset, where it's like, I can collect all of these people and maybe surround myself with people who i'm like deluding myself into thinking that they care about me in a
1: way exactly like basically creating a space where you're feeling the opposite way of what you felt when you were bullied yeah so you can if this is on quotes yeah Mm -hmm. from that bullying but you're just in a delusional state trying to tell yourself, this is okay. I'm okay. I'm surviving. I'm okay. Right. Your so brain entering survival mode, basically. Right. And
0: I did not want to explore the delusional aspect because I already have one delusional
1: character. I don't need to. You do not need to. Oh, my God. <laughs> and honestly, I think her being so mature for an 18-year-old and being like, I will not date because of my trauma and because of what I suffered, I think that's a really... Ref- Rushing thing in rom-coms so i please 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 beg you to not stir away in that regards with amy hunter yeah. make him as delusional as you want yeah. that's my wish for hunter this poor
0: boy in the revision this poor boy oh, is he's gonna, gonna go slap he's gonna go through so much but again That's because he is also, like, an epitome of realism of the human experience that is not shown in rom-coms. Because I think you've noticed this, like, in the mafia and sports romances, and maybe even, like, the werewolf ones that I've, Mm -hmm. like, read a time or two. Like, they're not allowed to be emotional. Guys are not allowed to be emotional.
1: Either they're extremely violent and, like, punch walls or use their guns Or are overprotective of of the love interest, or they're just completely null. Like, yeah. They need to have emotions. Like, why do you want to be with this person? Yeah, exactly. Tell me why. Uh Uh-huh. And I feel like Hunter
0: is very real for being delusional because in your twenties, you are allowed to be delusional. Like you are still
1: technically the twenties, the Roaring Twenties. We're all delusional. We're all crazy. What's wrong with that? I'm about to be. I'm turning twenty-one this year. Like that's wild to me. Oh my god!
0: Like delusion. Like I'm having so much fun writing Hunter, and Cairo is having so much fun. Alpha reading because this guy does not have a filter. Like he swears consistently
1: oh my god Cairo Cairo listen more Mariana in the second draft which was when the one I first baited Mm -hmm. she cursed a lot for uh uh, uh, and Cairo went Maria she's cursing too much for an air and I was like okay you're so right and I cut down her swearing and I was like, girl, you, you nailed it. So I love that you're now making her go through a lot of swears. Just, she's telling me,
0: like, it's so refreshing to have somebody like, so you, you might have beef after this, just a little, bit. A, a little bit. Cairo, meet me outside. Bit, like a little bit of beef, but... Maybe because like yours is fantasy, she has like a different mindset going into it. Because mine is very much like realistic fiction rom com. No, no,
1: no, no, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Guys in their twenties, they swear a
1: lot. A lot. So the The fashion too. Me and Hallie just (laughs) listen. We swear a lot to each other, Mm -hmm. and girls swear a lot too. So let's break that stigma, because like. She was trained again to like be quiet to not
0: like express oh, emotion, oh, okay.
1: yeah, that makes sense
0: in a way that, like, you know, how like cursing is like very emotive, like, yeah. you have to feel something. Like, she was taught to kind of like hide her emotions, so she just doesn't swear, she doesn't curse, mm-hmm. just because she's just very cold, closed off, yeah, she's closed, she's closed off, but then, like, once people get to know her and like the characters get to know her they realize she's sarcastic she is you know she's fuzzy mm-hmm. she's warm she's all of the things that she was not allowed to express
1: oh my god I you so related Amy <laughs> like you know like
0: I was bullied
1: and so I was also
0: like not allowed to kind of be myself because like the things people don't understand when you're bullied like You are not allowed to have emotions when you are bullied at all. You're not at all. Like, that's just the facts of life as somebody who was bullied for a very, very long time. Like, a lot of my emotions are kind of implemented into Amy from that time because, like, people are like, oh my gosh, Cassie, you're so closed off. Cassie, you're so this, you're so that. And I'm like, there is a reason.
1: No, people tell me a lot, like, oh, before I met you, I thought you were. A bitch i thought yeah. you were really cold and i'm like is that supposed to make me feel bad like I, I that's my face so no no one hurts me like not allowed
0: to feel anything for these people like i'm not allowed to be friends with these people i'm not allowed to do this because what if i do this
1: exactly like, what, what if they hurt me again what if, i don't want to go through this right and the whole thing with amy like college is like no that's perfect then she's like I'm gonna do this for my my friend I'm gonna help her so I'm gonna help you and then right. she ruins it because he's a guy uh-huh. delusional, huh it's very real that she went no this sucks you just went behind my back and you're going to hurt her yeah because you did not do what I told you to do yeah so this is over between us like I'm not helping you anymore that's right. very real that's what I, again, like this rom-com is
0: literally the epitome of two very traumatized people in a very, very real setting. And maybe that's why like, maybe agents might like it, or maybe agents might not like it because it is so
1: real. I think they would like it. If you like, is this, do you want it to be your debut? No, this is going to be like my
0: See, that that's, Cairo has actually asked me, like, which one do I want? Do I want, like, my hum, very human quartet? Or do I want these two people who are basically almost gender-swapped in a way where, mm-hmm. you know, Amy is the mature one and Hunter is the delusion one? You know, like, yeah. kind of all of that. And I'm like, I was hoping that my dystopia would be my debut and then like further down the line I would release my rom-com which is basically my hate letter to everybody who has ever done anything wrong to me
2: <laughs>
0: like I literally was talking I was texting Mads one day and she was like I was telling her like I have this rom-com idea blah 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 and she was like do you want to write this like right now and I'm like this feels like the type of story that I can write right now. Cause I am dealing with the same kind of, I'm basically going through the same emotional journey that Amy goes through. Yeah. In the entire book. Cause again, I'm like, I'm 20. Like I stopped getting bullied like 17. That's only three years ago.
1: You know, very
0: recent. Like I'm still going through that, which is why I think Amy's emotions are so real are going to be so real for people
2: Mm -hmm. because like,
0: Healing from bullying, like healing from bullying and emotional trauma, it takes a lot out of you. It, it does. Really does. It really does. And not to bash like emotional trauma in a lot of books, because that is very real. And I love that they're putting that in there. But for me, there's always some kind of disconnect.
1: No, Oh my, that's such a real thing. Because I remember, this is very personal, but I remember like when i started feeling better Mm -hmm. about myself like four years ago i went i'm really scared because i don't know who i am without my depression and my anxiety and my social anxiety and my episodes i don't know who that person is Mm -hmm. and i was a kid the last time i i was normal i was a kid so it's a very scary feeling to navigate especially when you're so young like when you're 18 19 which was my age uh it's very scary mm-hmm. so yeah amy going through that is just real it's the human experience i want my readers to be able to yell
0: at hunter but also cheer him on like as yeah. he's going through act 2 and realizing who just he- doesn't listen to anyone no, that that, but that's very
1: real. That's a very real experience for people who are like delusionally in love with their crushes, like, like with girls, like with girls. Like, don't get back with your ex. It's a stupid idea. Get back and with they their get ex. Back with their ex. <laughs> like, like again, in real
0: life, happen. Like, somebody is so delusional. They're telling blah blah blah. You lose people. You you just lose people because yeah. you're too delusional to listen to the people who see things. You don't, mm-hmm. and that's kind of really his whole arc is like, you can start out being delusional, but at some point you got to come back to real life, dude. You know,
2: like you got to come back. He's basically
1: on a high, like a manic high, and then when he comes down, he's gonna realize all the things he should have done, but all he? the wrong turns he took.
0: I don't. I can, I cannot with this guy.
1: I cannot with this guy. No, that's so real. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. I just recall, like, I have a scene with Julian and Bunny, like, the assassination whip, mm-hmm. where she's talking about her father, like, grieving. And he's mm-hmm. just going on about, like, one of the rituals that they have have, have to do, like, mm-hmm. that night. And she's like, dude, I'm crying about my dad and the fact that one of your friends might have done it and Mm -hmm. you care more about like giving stuff to a god and he just does not just goes on talking about the doesn't understand and i'm like julian oh my god wake up wake up the fact that we both have
0: like delusional guys but like in a different way
2: yeah (laughs) like
1: mine is very that's my that's the new trend in fiction we need to let guys be delusional too
0: you and I we will start
1: that yes we will but
0: I'm just so excited to make this guy as unhinged and delusional as possible and I want girls to be like wait a minute hold on a minute is this a thriller like yeah no like is this guy gonna end up murdering her like is (laughs) the guy gonna end up doing some stuff no it's a happy ending like what kind of happy ending they're gonna be in a healthy relationship it's like and I'm expecting people to be like you hyped us up for some drama and you just resolved it nicely in a bow like what what the heck and I'm like I'm trying to tell you kind of
1: how to be in a healthy relationship yeah
0: so if sorry I if the- I tied it all nicely
1: in-, in a bookstore and I read the back cover and it went this is a love story, And I was reading the book, and I was like, "How is the author going to resolve this? How is the author going to resolve this delusional guy?" Mm-hmm. And then you see you see him wake up from the dream-like state of delusion that he's in. right and you see Amy on her journey to becoming a better version of herself away from her past trauma. and and I'm gonna be like oh yeah now now there can be some romantic feelings involved but because before they it it just can't like it's just a guy going I like you I like you and a girl going no we need to like have our journey separately we cannot do this together this guy is delusional this guy
0: is no he's giving me all kinds of bad vibes Mm -hmm. but the thing is he's kind of forcing himself kind of into her life which is again Mm -hmm. a very delusional crush thing to do yeah I wonder how many people are gonna look at Hunter and be like crap is that what I was actually like at that point in time because that's what I want oh you're gonna get that for him to be like this human slash morally gray male character
1: is allowed to be as delusional as he wants like I've heard guys go oh my god she's so into me like she's looking at me and like you then I look at the girl and she's like yeah you know giving him the face the ick face like please stop looking at me Mm -hmm. guys are delusional beings they just are. I mean, that's why they start wars, because they're delusional. Caligula literally... Oh. And, um, the Julius produce. Caesar,
0: was he like a delusional person? Like, knowing what you person? know?
1: Listen, I am a Julius Caesar defender, I'm an Augustus hater, and I'm a Nero and Caligula lover. Okay. So... No, but Julius was very delusional. He was. I mean, he literally um, shouldn't have entered Rome. And he went, I can do what I want. And he did. And he got killed for it. So yeah. I'd say he's a pretty delusional guy to think like, he wasn't going to die and, like, when he went hunter, against everything. And delusional and kind of like the hunter fence
0: where he's like, you know, the rose colored glasses. Everything's going to turn out just the way I want
1: to kind of oh, 100% him and Mark Anthony 100% <laughs> delusional guys I just I don't understand Mark Anthony you have a wife you go and meet Cleopatra and go I'm just gonna divorce my wife which happens to be the sister of Octavian the guy that hates my guts <laughs> what do you think is going to happen dude of course it's going to turn into a war and you're going to die like what do you think that is so hunt that is so hunter core though <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: like so hunter is a normal guy
0: yes more like guys are allowed to be like the toxic morally gray human yeah healthy, morally gray human How's
1: that? i don't understand
0: I I love how we just went on this rant about like morally gray human morally gray characters who are humans in like fiction but also in real life and it's just like the thing is though I feel like that needed to happen
1: that rant needed needed. it it doesn't need I think it's a very important conversation and that people need to wake up because I'm tired of seeing badass female characters being hated on and Honestly, it's misogynistic as hell Mm -hmm. when they're doing the same things that a male character did. Going back to like Holly
0: Black and the Cruel Prince, I don't know. Is it a trilogy? Is it four books? Nobody knows. It's a
1: trilogy. Okay, it's a trilogy
0: with novellas. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I think so. That's what I thought, but then I was like, maybe. I don't know, question mark. But the fact that Carden and Jude are basically like carbon copies of each other.
1: They're the same side of the the chlorine. Like, not even different sides. They're the same. and Nobody sees that. They're literally the same person. But, like, Jude, everybody
0: is, like, thirsting and lusting over, like, Carden. And, or Jude is over here going, like,
1: I'm a real person, too. Yeah. That happens a lot. Like, again, with Nesta and Cassian. Like, Nesta... Nessa was going through her, her trauma and people were saying oh she's horrible she's going through her, her trauma everyone deals with trauma differently she turned to her alcohol okay some people do why why can't she do that if a guy did it he'd be everyone would 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 be like oh poor thing he's dealing mm-hmm. with his trauma it's fine like what i don't understand what's not clicking especially with with female readers why are you doing this yeah to yourself like no but i I also think that is why i'm making hunter specifically the delusional one
0: Mm -hmm. like they can't ignore they can't ignore what the heck he's gonna do because they're reading the book and maybe that's why i'm making a dual point of view first person Mm -hmm. it's there for a reason
1: no you're making it perfect like it's really a commentary I feel
0: like that's gonna be like my brand. It's gonna be like dystopia and rom com, but like there's a there's a bigger picture going on here mm-hmm. that I'm trying to say. And I feel like going back to like the thesis when we were talking about theses and like mm-hmm. what potentially we would like said. Maybe like for me, I'd be like maybe I'm good at like social commentary, but making it not look like social commentary, you
1: know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that might be my brand, just like your brand is gonna be like the juxtaposition of trauma journeys. Yeah, in in Cassie's and then the title. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the way that
0: my six babies, four in dystopia and the two in my rom com, they're just like I feel for them. I do. But trauma is a very real, and I tell it in a real way, because people don't do that. You, with Moriana, like, the fact that you're dealing with, like, adoption and you're dealing with the trauma of that, you know, that's not dealt with in media, you know, as far as I can tell. Like, the way that you are doing it in a very, like, real sense of, you know, hey, maybe adoption emotions of like oh I hate my adoptive parents like blah 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 like what happens you know if you were raised in a very like cool very nice very like warm loving family like mine versus like Moriana you know Mm
2: -hmm.
0: like I turned out pretty okay I think (laughs) but Moriana is like she is like the exact opposite of me like she is she hates everybody it seems like she does not want to vibe with anybody and if she does vibe with them she's using them for an ulterior motive Mm -hmm. you know there's all these things that i'm like as an adoptive person i would love to see that explored and you're doing a pretty good job i mean i haven't read any of your graphs but like as you were explaining it to me i was like yes (laughs) i feel this no and
1: I, i i deal with her trauma a lot and she does have a lot of trauma in regards to to her father, her adopted father, and also to war, like she has very PTSD physical reactions to it, and I took that a lot mm-hmm. from my own PTSD, like what, what we were talking about, like taking from your experiences and making it real and not something, you know, crafted. Yeah, now. and mm-hmm. I took that and I implemented the things that I have to deal with my PTSD and into her own character and obviously not war in my case yeah but i think like it makes her real even if she's not the best person like even if she's not someone you you would want to be friends with she's still a person she right. still has feelings she's not mm-hmm. a sociopath she right. was just made like i like to use the expression of he created he bred a weapon for war. Yeah. Through her. Mm-hmm. And she's, she doesn't feel like she's allowed to be anything else other than that. The fact that you and I are literally like,
0: we're going to take from our own trauma and just kind of sprinkle on it very realistically. Like, you know, the salt bay kind of me. There you go. I feel like we're salt baying, like, our trauma yeah. into our whip.
1: Because,
0: 100%. Like, even though, like, I... I think the last time I had a delusional crush I was maybe like 16 something like that sophomore Mm -hmm. year maybe and then I realized like oh maybe like I don't like guys maybe it's just like the fact that they're nice to me and then, like I haven't really had a crush since I was 16 you know Mm -hmm. but again that very real realization of like being delusional and being like my gosh blah 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 like I can take some of that and throw it at Hunter and basically put him on a he's, he's, he's essentially putting Amy on like the pedestal that a lot of people
1: who have delusional do you know and, and it, a lot of toxic relationships use that tactic of like I put you on a pedestal and then when they start seeing the other side it's just the walls crumbling completely. yeah
2: hmm
1: and I feel like that's what a lot of, I
0: I know I say like I'm taking a lot from like sports romances and like, you know, mafia romances, but that's essentially the goal at the beginning was to make Hunter as despicable as possible. Mm-hmm. That, that was just the goal because otherwise the plot doesn't plot. They're crying out for somebody to like see them as they are. Nobody does. Because again, that wall, that mask is up. And it takes a lot for it to come down
1: (laughs) it does it's really hard and it's very brave yeah understandable thing to go through especially if you're adopted yeah of that questioning of like why why am I not with my biological parents why do I have to have different parents why do I why am I not like the other kids like I think it's very normal Yeah. The fact that, you know, my parents are white Mm
0: -hmm. and my sister and I are very much Asian American. You know, I live in the Midwest, which Mm. is, you know, everybody kind of knows about the Midwest in some way in the United States. And to have, you know, us growing up kind of as Asian American here, like I moved when I was 13. So I like, was just starting to realize the world is not rose-colored glasses
1: yeah because you
0: know around 12 13 14 people are starting to realize like hey something's up
1: no i think writing is very therapeutical in that sense because you're basically going through the motions of your own life mm-hmm. obviously not a memoir but right. you pick an episode mm-hmm. and just deal with that and mm-hmm. then it's almost freeing as if okay, that's done. That's there. It's not mine anymore. It belongs to this character now. Right. Let me paint you a picture for the end of episode question.
0: If you, like, had any character that you could write as delusional and as messy as you possibly could, whether it's somebody that's you've already written or somebody that you will write, who would you want that to be, and in what, like, whip would you want that person to be in?
1: Caligula. I have a Caligula whip, and my boy literally in real life declared war on a god, on mm-hmm. the sea god, on Neptune. So, if that's not delusional, I don't know what is. Yeah, and that's that's my boy. I gotta write a Caligula inspired fantasy book because it's just the material is there like I read um a primary source where he's kissing the neck of um aristocratic lady that's married Mm -hmm. to someone else and he just says your jugular is so beautiful that I should just cut it right now like he's an amazing character to write yeah I definitely feel like you could go so
0: many you could go so many different ways. You could go Hunter delusional, you could go like Cardin
1: delusional. Like you can go all sorts of delusional on this oh, guy. I it will never it, it's something that will never have been done in the history of fantasy. I will make that man or woman. I think I'm going to gender bend it because I I like writing women better. Mm-hmm. Um it, it it would be worse than Moyana and that's saying something. I feel like the most delusional character that I could possibly come up with
0: is my boy Hunter, obviously. True. (laughs) Yeah. There's another whip idea that I have in, that I got, I think when I was like 15, 16, and I mentioned it in, I think, the previous episode of this podcast that I recorded. And it is a, or one of the episodes, it's a sci-fi dystopia and like mythology, like inspired by Greek mythology, Ooh. like all in one. And it turns out it's the underworld, and he meets a 50 year old man who turns out to be Hades. Ooh. And so I'm thinking I'm gonna make this 15 year old boy as delusional as I possibly can.
1: Oh, that's so fun because teenagers are, oh my God, yes. Yes. These boys
0: are the most delusional people I've ever met in my entire life. They, they think, think they're gods.
1: They? No, that's gonna be perfect. Delusional.
0: No, 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 no. Teenage guys and also guys who are like in their 20s are as delusional as the girls, if not more.
1: No, teenage dudes think they're gods. I'm not even joking. So like a teenage dude against Hades, that's the perfect setting I mean Percy Jackson with 80s that was that was something yeah by the way have you read the first book I finished that yesterday I really liked it
0: yes but like in a way I am kind of again combining like Percy Jackson with maybe some other like choosy delusional aspects (laughs) and just being like you know what? We're going to make this 15-year-old dude be delusional. It's a delusional 15-year-old boy with a Greek god. Like, th- that's it. That's <laughs> the story. I love the fact that my brand might become delusional male characters. Like, love.
1: Why not? It. Personally, I love that. Yeah. My brand is just unhinged female characters, so. There you go. It's just the fact that,
0: again, like I said earlier, I'm learning as I'm recording each episode. Like, maybe I'm learning more about my characters or maybe I'm learning more about myself. But, like, Mm -hmm. maybe you listener has, like, you as the listener has also, like, learned something from every episode. And that's kind of what I want to take away from, like, this podcast. That's why I'm doing this. Because like Gen Z has a voice and hopefully you realize like Gen Z has a lot of like good stuff to say. Our generation doesn't really talk a lot. And
1: that's a fact.
0: Yeah. And I think that is where we will kind of leave you. So thank you for that. Thank Thank you, you, Maria, for for everything that you've brought to the table. Like we had such an important discussion today. True. So thank you. Thank you, listener, also, for going to the end of this episode. Hopefully you learned that if you are a person who has been told you are delusional, it is okay to be delusional. It is very valid to be delusional. <laughs>
1: like, that's just the human
0: experience.
1: That's the lesson. The human experience.
0: That's basically what this whole episode has been about. The
2: human experience in fiction form. All right, guys. See you later.